When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Coach Unplugged is brought to you by great people over at teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin, you're listening to Coach Unplugged. Here is your host, Steve Collins. Hey everybody, happy Wednesday, episode 524 of Coach Unplugged. Hope everyone had a safe and productive New Year's Eve. <laughs> um, we're going to do part two of our, our interview today with Asim. Um, but before we get into that, I want to give a big shout out to our two sponsors, the ones that allow us to keep the lights on and keep bringing these to you day after day after day. It is a lot of hard work to bring five a week for 365 days. It is a lot of work. And uh, teachhoops.com uh, for coaches who want to get better allows us to do that. If you go over, you know, it'd be a way of giving back to not only um, the podcast, but to make yourself a better basketball coach. Also, uh, Dr. Dish, the uh, number one shooting machine on the market, in my opinion. Just go over and check those people, great people out over there at Dr. Dish. Mention Coach Unplugged and they'll give you $300 off your next purchase. All right, let's head off to part two of the interview. Right. I think they have so many more choices than we had 20 years ago. I mean, 20 years yes. ago, I was entering middle school, right? right. So I, there weren't a lot of choices. I mean, we didn't have middle school sports, so you played right. for the rec league, and then the, the natural thing was to try out for whatever team you wanted, and if you got cut, you got cut. Right Now there's this proliferation of youth sports as a business. I mean, kids are foregoing playing high school sports altogether to go play something else club. Right, or they're going playing e-league. They're playing on online yeah. leagues and stuff. Yep, absolutely. Whole, like, you know, it's, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, what's one thing you've learned in the last week? One thing I've learned in the last week, does it have to be basketball related? No, absolutely not. Uh, I give life lessons every day in my class. You no, know, I've learned that waking up early is not that bad. Um, and I, that sounds silly, but, you know, my, my previous school started at 810. My new school starts at 730. Okay. Um, and so I'm leaving my house by 630 every morning just to get there on time. And I was dreading it for the longest time. And you know when you build up that anticipation of something being terrible? Yeah. Um, I've learned that that's, that I actually thrive on it now. And so now my, you know, everything else seems to fall into place because I'm, I'm done with work so early. So I, I, 
embrace swallowing that frog, if you will, of waking up early. And I'm just, you know, that's something I've actually learned to do because I was never a morning person. Yeah. And I tell people you have to do one of two things if you want, so, you want productive time. Now, I used to be, when my kids were little, I was, I tended to be the morning one and get a lot done in the morning. Now my kids are older. Now I tend to be the night owl. Um, but it's almost like you need that stretch where other people aren't, aren't moving around kind of thing. Right. I do at right. least. Um, There's that level of peace that comes with it in the morning. And I found myself, you know, throughout that process, starting to reflect more on my own, like yep. as a coach, as a, as a fiance, as a man, like, what am I doing? I have a 45 minute drive to work and there's nobody on the road. Right. So that, that in and of itself is a learning experience. And again, it sounds a little bit silly, but I would really encourage coaches to find that quiet time because we do, we have a lot of noise in our life. We, we have, have a lot of noise. And I'm going to, I'm going to tell you something I started doing with my, my volleyball team. So I coach boys volleyball. I started it about a week ago and the boys have asked me to keep doing it. It's crazy. So we were having, we came in and we were a little sluggish to start practice. So I literally stopped and there's only 12 of us and me in a gym, big gym. And mm -hmm. I, and I, and it was dead silent. I said, all right, everyone stop where you are, close your eyes. We're going to take a minute and I want you to leave school and your girlfriend and everything behind. And they sat there for a minute, dead silent. I don't know if any of them had ever done that before, like probably in their entire not. life. Yeah, probably like, not ever. And they said, that was so good coach. It's like, I, I mean, it was like, so they asked to do it again today. We had pictures today and they said, can we do it again? I go, and, and the girls were getting pictures taken at the same time. I said, it's going to be noisy. They go, that's okay. It was unbelievable. It's almost like a self meditation. They just don't know. They they don't know that there's that like the walk in the woods or the quiet that you can have by yourself. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and and coming from the D.C. area, like that's where we just moved up to Massachusetts from. I mean, you can see the stars here in our neighborhood, which right. is possible right outside D.C. Right. And so I think that plays a large part in it too. Is that if you have a quiet place, you can quiet your mind. Yeah, um, that's just something like with as stressful as coaching and teaching and 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 other you know four other jobs that you have can be taking that time for yourself is super important. And if you can do that for yourself, you can then pour into the people that you're you're there to serve um so that was that's the one thing i learned in the last week is i finally came to the realization that you know the morning is a great time to uh to get all of those things done done um what would you tell a young coach what would you tell a, you know just a young coach that wanted to get into coaching like wanted to become a college coach or wanted to become a head high school coach yeah, go serve, go serve in a capacity where you're going to be challenged um, before you take on the real challenge. So go be a manager for, for a college team. Go, you know, be an assistant for an older coach. Go wash the laundry. <laughs> go do all those. Don't skip those steps. And I'll tell you, that's the one thing I think that, you know, as somebody who didn't play, whose, whose journey was very atypical, who's had to learn pretty much everything from scratch, you know, by seeking out the resources and asking the right questions and, and any job that I've ever gotten, I literally asked for, like, I, I haven't just ha had them handed to me because I played somewhere or I was some real good athlete or something like that. Um, you know, the, it goes back to serving. 
I, right. as a high school coach, I was doing the laundry and I had no problem with it because as a manager in college, I was doing the laundry. Right. I was sweeping the floor last night. It's like, Absolutely. that's just what you do. <laughs> Absolutely. And I think that like, you know, I don't, I don't like to say like, Oh, this generation get off my lawn. Like, cause I'm right. part of it. I'm 31. So like, right. If, if you have the capacity to want to coach, you have to have the capacity to want to serve. And that's something like, you know, again, simple stuff. Ask your head coach, hey, is there anything else I can do for you before I leave for the day? And if they say there is, stay your butt there and do it. Yeah. You know, you, if you want to do this at a high level, like, or even if you just want to be very good at it, you got to get out of your own way. And that's something I had to learn the hard way because, again, like, if I learned something, I thought, okay, I like this. This is the way I'm going to do it. But then yep. intelligent people change their opinion. Well, and I've told people that the, the coach I am now is because of about 20 different people. I took little pieces from all right. the way along the, the right. way, you know? Right. Um, yeah. And, 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 and when you're hiring a staff, I, I, I was just talking to a coach the other night, when you're hiring a staff, you have to go find, you know, you have to find your Yoda. You have to find your, you know, your wise old coach. You have to find your, you know, your, 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 basketball operation guy you're you know i call them like little gerbil guys that are just sort of energizer bunny guys mm -hmm. you know you got to find the guy that's going to challenge your gal that's going to challenge you um yeah i mean my my first head coaching job i hired the former head coach like the he had been there for eight years as an assistant eight years as a head coach he retired and then after two years with the, the guy before me I, I got the job and i called him and i was like hey man you want to come back and he said he'd come back for a year five years later, he's still there with the guy that replaced me, right. uh, you know, and he's 70, 73 years old. And he was all of those things. I mean, he right. was the idea man. He was the guy who would say no. And that was probably the most important thing for me as a young coach was to find somebody who's going to say no to me. Um, right. I was going to say, you know what, maybe you should think about that before you do it. Because as, as a coach, like we want to do things a certain way. Right. But somebody who's been there and done that, like they can counsel you. And then if right. you still decide to go for it again, the, the, the accountability always ends up with you. Right. Um, but having somebody to guide your decision-making and, and sort of pour into you, that's what coaching is. And so having somebody to coach you as a coach is just as important as what you can pour into your athletes. Right. Is that experience that you just don't have. It's not your fault. So you just don't have right. it. Um, right. If you could, t if you could talk to one coach in any, any sports for an hour, living or dead, who would you talk to? Man, the, the list is endless. Um, <laughs> I actually, you know, I, I'm a Redskins fan and I would just love to sit down with Joe Gibbs. Okay. Um, you know, Joe Gibbs is one of those guys. I think he gets a little bit forgotten in NFL lore when you've got all these other great coaches, but the guy did some amazing things over over his career with the Redskins to win three Super Bowls. Um, but not only that, I mean, develop, you know, a team atmosphere and a sport that's very much individualized um, and, and just something that is like unheard of these days in terms of developing a culture within a professional sport where the players are, are you know, I don't know. He developed a loyalty to a brand. And I yeah, think he did. The, way, the way that his players speak about him is the way I think as coaches, we would hope all of our players would end up speaking about us, but rarely does that happen. Right. Uh, so just to, to, to understand where that came from and how he became the leader of men that he was, because honestly, I think he could probably coach any sport. 
he may not have the technical knowledge to do whatever it is, but he can surround himself with people that right. do in terms of creating a culture, getting the buy-in from all those individuals who could have gone and played somewhere else. If they wanted to, they decided to re up and stay um, right. because they were committed to something bigger than themselves. I think the lessons to be learned from Joe Gibbs would be, I mean, I don't think there's enough notebooks in the world. <laughs> I would agree. And, in, in, and I'm old enough to know that and remember him. Do you, um, do you have a favorite drill or something you'd like to share, something you do at practice? Yeah, actually, when I, when I sent them to you, I, I put okay. five of them on there because I couldn't choose my favorite one. <laughs> it's like picking uh, your favorite kid, yes. Yeah, right. Uh, so what I would say is I'll share two if that's okay. Okay, yep. So the first one is one that I kind of made up. I don't really know where I got it, but I call it 100-point games, and I think it's so useful for communicating what's important in your program. Um, and so the way it is, I, I have a little scoring system that I created because of for what's important for me. So I'll give you an example. Every completed pass is one point. Okay. Right? Every completed exchange of the ball is one point. So it'd be handoff, pass, whatever. If the ball switches sides of the floor, whether it's a skip pass or a reversal, it's five points. If the ball touches the paint, it's five points. And then we have a shot selection scale that I got from PGC that, that I used religiously. Um, and so if a kid took a shot, we would give them the value of the shot selection, whether it went in or not. Okay. And so a really, really good possession might yield you 30 points. Okay. And so you play to 100. So the game goes either really fast or really slow, depending right. on whether kids are doing what we're asking them to do. So on the defensive side, then, if we're emphasizing things like deflections or steals or finishing with, an, with a defensive rebound, we'll give you some points so you can score on defense as well. Uh, so the games generally go pretty quick, but it's a good litmus test to see where we are in terms of living our philosophy um, and whether we've communicated it properly. So okay. then when you're watching film, you can grade your possessions according to 100-point games. So if I'm watching film and let's say I'm in crossover and I'm looking or in synergy and I'm looking at all of our made shots or all of our shot attempts, I can go in and grade our possessions based on our 100-point Your, your criteria. Right. Yeah. And so yeah. If, we're, if we're getting a bunch of 30-point possessions in a row, we're probably going to win the game. Right. But if we've got like a five-point possession, we're not touching the paint, we're not switching sides of the floor, we're not taking a good shot, you now have a numerical, like, not, it's not abstract for kids anymore. It is very concrete in this is what we're trying to achieve, here's how we're going to do it, go figure it out. Um, right. So that's one that I love to start. Practicing. And I think, I think a coach, the takeaway from that for any coach is what you emphasize is what they're going to do. Absolutely. <laughs> And, you know, I do that. I, we, we do things like cut through and stuff and mm -hmm. offensive rebounding, no turnover. There's things that I emphasize and those are worth more points, to be yeah, honest with absolutely. you. It's and like, that's the crux of the game's approach, yeah. right? I mean, it's not like throwing the balls out and just saying, hey, go play. No. That's the constraint. You know, right. it's just like a, on a test. Like yeah. if one question is worth more points than the other, it's probably a more important question. Right. If an AP class is weighted at 1.0 grade boost, then more kids are going to take it because they think it's more important. Hey, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. A couple things you could do to help us out over at Coach Unplugged. First is you could go over and subscribe and like. We would really appreciate that. That really does help us a lot. 
Also, you could go over and check out teachhoops.com. You could make a commitment in your coaching. You could say, I'm going to become a better coach. I am going to sign up for six months. I'm going to sign up for a year. I'm going to join this community. Not only does it have resources, not only does it have other coaches, not only does it have a community, it has Coach Collins, who has been successful at every level. I am going to go make that commitment to become a better coach. Go over and check it out. At the time of this, there's a 14-day free trial. I'm not sure that will be the case in perpetuity, but for right now it is. So go over and check it out. All right, let's get back to the podcast. Right. Same thing. You know, so, so we had a set of rules that were pretty complicated by the end of it, uh, but our kids knew them back and front. And so they were able to then articulate to a teammate or somebody new, hey, this is what we do here. Here's what we're trying to achieve. And that's how you continue to build your culture even after you've left. Right. Um, so 100 point games was something that, you know, it, it worked for what it was. And I, I love it because you can customize it to whatever you want. And really, it allows you too to like, you have to do some reflection on what's important to you. And is there a reason you made it 100 points just because yeah, just, of the amount of time? Yeah, flat number. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, because if it, again, like a 30 point possession, if you only have three of those, the game's right. going to go pretty quick. Pretty fast. Um, and the kids like to see 100 on the scoreboard. Like, we never you know, right. score a hundred points. Right. So, um, and then the other one is perfect possession. Um, so Chris, what's the Chris from, uh, Texas tech, I'm blanking on his last name, but he had his, uh, his kill drill that gained okay. some fame during the final four. Yep. It's very similar to that. Chris Beard um, or Barrett? No. It's Barrett. It's, okay, Chris Beard. Yeah. I think yeah. that's the name. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so set the shot clock for 60 seconds. The, uh, the defensive team, and this is one I got from uh, Todd Kowalczyk when he was at Toledo, I believe. Okay. It was on one of his DVDs, but uh, I adapted it for a high school program, but I think you can use it at any level. Um, again, it's all about what the non-negotiables are for, are for us on defense. So offense can run whatever they want. This is something where you're training both at the same time, but you're watching the defense. Okay. The defense has to play perfect defense and run that 60 seconds off. The way that the clock gets reset is if the offense gets an offensive rebound, if they score, or if the defense fouls. All right, so it's just very okay. three simple criteria. Last right. year we added another one where if the defense grabs their shorts, then it's an automatic reset because well, I like that. I'm just I'm anal about that. I don't like it when the defense is holding on to their shorts. Don't, well, you're showing weakness. I hate that too. It's ridiculous. But it's not even like when they're tired. It's like I'm pulling my shorts up so that I can move better. That's not a thing. That's just no. like I don't, I, I don't know. I didn't like it. So anyway, right. um, those things were resets. The defense can automatically win the drill by taking a charge at any point. Yep. So every one of yeah. our drills is over if you take a charge. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Over. Absolutely. Yeah. So what'll end up happening is the offense will play. They have 60 seconds to do whatever they want to do. They're incentivized to shoot quickly to get as many resets as possible. So let's say offense doesn't score, defense gets a rebound. We stop the shot clock, whatever it's at, they give the, the, the ball back to the offense. We start it from wherever it was. Offense takes a shot at some point, they score, clock gets reset to 60 seconds. If you get reset two possessions in a row, it goes to 70. And then you have to run it down from 70, so on and so forth. So, you know, I've had teams get up to a minute 20 before because it's like quicksand. Once, once you start getting reset over and over again, fingers start pointing, et cetera, et cetera. It's a really nice litmus test for your culture too. And yeah, that's when that. we stop and we talk about like, hey, at the end of a game, 
this is what it's like when the other team's on a run. How are we going to act? Yeah, it's a uh, stop score. Kids. Yeah, it's 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 many little games. I was talking about that last weekend too. It's like a stop score stop. You got to you got to yep. break it into a little piece. Um, yep, I love that. Well, I, I hear kids on our bench, um, or I, I heard them on our bench the last few years. You know, they would be saying it to each other, like you know, they'd be yelling it to the players on the court, like, "Hey, this is perfect possession. We got it. Perfect possession." Right. And it's again, like, is it are your practices? showing up in the language your players speak and in your game film and if they're right. not you got to ask why right and, so, and then how can you change it so it does right. yes right yes so those would be the two those are okay. my two staples among all right them. i'll yeah we'll put those in the show notes so people that are listening can definitely find those um mm-hmm. what's the biggest change you've seen in the game i mean obviously it's the spacing and, and the shooting um, you know, when I was growing up, it was all about post play. And I think probably when you were growing up, it was about post play too. Um, and yeah. I think in the women's game, it still is about post. play. I think it is too. More. Because of the, the size differential is not quite as big on the men's side. Like everybody has a six, nine at the men's uh, in the men's game, right. In the women's game, if you have a six, four big bodied kid, you're probably a unicorn at that point because there's right. not of them out there right Um, so I think but but again the shooting the pace of play and I really think playing the advantage I think that's something that you know if you ask me what have you learned in the last two years I would say that's probably it playing the advantage understanding you know keeping the ball moving the the once we have a one second rule in our program where you got to pass it shoot it drive it within one second Um, I think the sort of pace of play is probably the thing that's changed the most um and I think for the better. I think. Yeah, I think. I think. Athletics. I think high school athletics is really about matchups. Yeah, yeah, I would say so too. <laughs> you know, it's really about how you match. How do you match up? How do you exploit your best? Or I mean, because we're given our players, so it's like, you know, that's. I, I think there's a lot to be said for that. Um, all right, so I'm gonna do rapid fire. Here's how rapid fire will work. I'm gonna ask you a question, and then you're just gonna give me. Doesn't necessarily have to be a rapid question answer, but it's a relatively fast one. Okay. okay. All right. my- what is your favorite brand of basketball? Like literal brand that you use, like Spalding, Brock, those kind of things. Wilson NCAA. Okay. Why? I like the feel of it and it's readily available everywhere. Okay. Um, one word to describe your ideal player. Versatile. Okay, one. If you go to one sporting event in the world, why? What would it be, and why? The Women's World Cup, when the United States Women's National Team is dominating somebody, <laughs> somewhere in the world. Yes, somewhere in the world. It doesn't matter where. Let's go. We'll we'll get that. We'll take that from anybody. Okay. Favorite pregame meal? Uh, potbelly sandwich works. Ooh. Mediterranean with chicken, uh, with everything on it. That's my my go to pregame meal with a Dr Pepper. Okay. Ooh, I like Dr. Pepper. I don't find many Dr. Pepper fans. Uh, oh, I'm a Dr. Pepper guy through and through. Oh, uh, I love Dr. Pepper. Uh, one skill not being taught in today's game. Um, I, you know, it's funny. Probably reading the defense before you catch the ball. I think that in and of itself is a skill where players wait to catch the ball and then do something with it. Yeah, it's like can't, my guys can't read screens at all. Like, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, one thing you do to relax. Uh, I play with my dog. She's a six-year-old American bulldog pit bull mix, and she's the love of my life. Um, she was returned twice to the shelter, so I try to love up as much as I can on her. Okay. 
Yeah, we have two dogs, so I, I, I can, yeah. Um, one teaching technique you th- consider important? Uh, feedback. So feedback is not, hey, good shot, or hey, you know, you suck. It is the asking of great questions, and it's trying to pull something else out of the kids uh, by, by the statements that you make. So making very, very clear, concise efforts to make those statements worthwhile for them to hear. It's teaching 101. Yes. Yep. Uh, uh, best player you've seen in person? Oh, man. The best player I've seen in person? Gosh. You know, I would have to say Tracy McGrady. I saw Tracy McGrady put up 50 on my Wizards uh, for my 16th birthday, I think it was. I was like 12 rows off the court. He went for 52 and just, I mean, amazing. I've never seen somebody play like that. Okay, best player of all time. Man, are you trying to get me in trouble? Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, this is going to be a controversial answer, but I'm going to go with LeBron James. Okay. I think LeBron James has revolutionized the game the way Michael did when Michael played. Um, I know that the Michael fans are going to eat me alive for that one. Yeah, but. Michael's Michael's definitely winning that answer. I think there's I think there's one that lives in my state right now in Wisconsin that could be. I don't be think honest? he is. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, hey, if he continues to develop his game the way he has, and just he's, he's that new breed of player. He's he is he is. That's what they're looking for now. They're looking for that long, lanky, multiple. You know, even LeBron doesn't like. Yeah, they're not even looking for that stocky anymore. Like. Like right. LeBron. Um, one thing that helped you become a better coach? Listening. Listening and learning. I mean, I, I devour podcasts. I devour video. I devour books. It's listening. It, it's the thing. And then application of that listening and being able to filter it. Filtering it is hard. Uh, best game you've seen in person? Best game I've seen in person. I'm going to say one of the ones I coached in. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not, you know, not a high level NBA no. or anything like that. But look, man, we were playing our, our one of our rivals and uh, we went into double overtime just this past year. And my little four foot 11 point guard on one foot carried us home. You know, scored, she scored like the last 10 points of the game or something. Just unbelievable. Went coast to coast with 4.6 seconds left for a layup. Uh, to get us to the first overtime, just uh, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up when I talk about it because it was a true team, just team effort. And that kid showed so much grit to um, to to will us to win the game. It was. It was I mean, I, I won a state title in triple overtime. Crazy. And it, it all came Crazy. down to last second shots in each of the overtimes. Mm-hmm. And a kid did, a, and and we got to our second overtime because a kid called a time. He did a Weber and called a timeout when they oh, didn't no. have one. It was like, I mean, it's literally like you can't, I mean, and, 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 the, and we won that one. And then there's other ones that I lost that we should have won. It's just like, yeah, it was, no, it's crazy. It's I think crazy. that was the same situation in, in this double overtime game. All the overtimes were caused by like a last second. Right. Something. It's just, and yeah. It just, so it's it funny how those games are just, yeah. Um, your favorite quote. I think you sent me it. Yeah. I sent it to you. It's actually from, uh, it's funny. It's from a Lincoln Park song. That's my generation. But uh, the sun doesn't give the light to the moon, assuming the moon's going to owe it one. Um, I think as as coaches, as teachers, as as people, we got to stop giving people shine, expecting something in return. You know, I don't expect right. anything in return. I don't expect people to 
grovel at my feet because I'm on, I'm a coach or I'm a, on a podcast or something right. like, like we're all humans and we need to support each other. Right. Um, I don't, don't do anything for the expectation of return like that. It's, you know, if you deserve to shine, I'm going to make sure that you shine right? without any expectation that something's going to come back to me. And I think a lot of teachers do that. I mean, yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, at least a lot of people I work with, it's like, we're just there trying to make an impact on those, those kids sitting in front of us. And, you know, yeah, it's, um, yeah, that's one of the meanings of life in my opinion is like, absolutely. Um, w- one word to describe your coaching style. Enthusiastic. Uh, I don't think anything can be accomplished without enthusiasm. And it's look, it's always 75 and sunny in the gym. Where else would you rather be? <laughs> Especially in a Wisconsin winter, right? No, ain't that the so, truth. <laughs> you know, or a Massachusetts winter for that matter. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, there's no reason to not be enthusiastic and to love your players and, and have fun and, and get after it with them. Um, so yeah, enthusiasm for sure. Um, best coach of all time. In any sport? Sure. I mean, I got to go with, with, with Gino Ariema. I really do. I mean, having seen him live uh, at, at what drives winning last year and hearing him speak about the game, speak about life, just understanding what he's done at Connecticut, um, the, the longevity and the consistency of his winning and just the way he built that program, I think the guy could go coach anything and be successful. Yeah. I mean, I think it's a really loaded question too, because I think there's a lot of really good ones. Oh, um, sure. Sure. Uh, it's I mean, obviously, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Brad Stevens. I just, I think Brad Stevens, how he, how he kind of did it is, is unique. Um, and I think how his brain works. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. Some of these guys jump into the NBA. It's just an interesting, like, I, is that the pinnacle? Like coach K never left, you know, Gino's probably, Gino's not going to leave. Um, it's just interesting, I think. Yeah. Um, one book you'd recommend? Mindset by Carol Dweck. And I know that's probably been an answer several times before, but that book really changed the way and sort of the follow-up, you know, in some of the video and other research that I read, really changed the way I thought about teaching, about learning, about feedback for kids. Um, so, you know, I, I've, I've really taken that, taken a hold of it. And you asked about coaching um, – strategy the one earlier and I I really forgot to mention that it's not just feedback but it's feedback about controllable things Uh, I make a promise to all of my players whether as an assistant now or as a head coach before um, I will not give you feedback about things you can't control right because at the end of the day if we can control the things that we know we can control we stand a really good chance of being successful in whatever walk of life we want to but if we get caught up on feedback about things that are outside of our control, all we're going to do is complain. So, you know, I, I think that feedback about things that you can control about the effort, about process praise from Carol Dweck's book mindset has just, I mean, that shaped a lot of how I operate as a, uh, as a coach and as a teacher. Yeah. It changed, it changed how I, how I parent even it's, it's interesting. It's a great book. It's a great book. Everybody should get it. All right. Any parting words, coach? I think that's a good one to end on. That's a good statement to end on. Yeah, absolutely. No, I appreciate you having me on and, and I would love to connect with, um, with anybody and everybody out there. I don't care where you live. I have an unlimited plan. So <laughs> tell me, we'll get on the phone, whatever it is. I, I really, as I go, 
um, you know, I've, I've sort of dedicated my adult life almost by accident to the service of others in terms of basketball, in terms of teaching, in terms of teaching teachers how to teach. Um, you know, my whole life is teaching, teaching, teaching. And so I really like to learn and I really like to pour into whoever needs it or wants to talk about basketball, life, whatever. Um, you know, I, I think that more people should do more things like this where we can share our stories, where we can share our experience because we're not so dissimilar. No, and I think, well, there's two things. First of all, you, you can see if you're looking at this that there's books. I used to be able to read all those books, but then as I got older, I started falling asleep when I started yeah, reading. Absolutely. So now Audible is a wonderful thing, people. You can always be learning. You know, I can be mowing the lawn and listening to a book. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I don't read as much as I do, but I listen probably more than I read now just because I can do multiple things. Um, but I think it's, I think you're right. I think uh, definitely with what the world's going through right now, it can be a smaller world rather than a bigger world. So Absolutely. Um, I will definitely put in the show notes, coach sent me all this stuff. I'll send all his contact stuff in the bottom in the show notes. So if you want to get a hold of him, you can follow him on Twitter. You can, you can email him. He'll, um, you can DM him. He'll, he'll, he'll get back to you. Um, I really appreciate it. It's a Friday night. We're taping this on a Friday night and it just got dark out in Wisconsin. So I appreciate taking a Friday night to talk hoops with me, coach. Hey, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. And if you want to do it again, I'm game. Okay. Awesome. Thank you. All righty. Absolutely. Have a good one. You too. Hey everybody. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. If you did, please go over and leave that five-star review on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Acast, wherever you listen to these podcasts. Also go over and check out teachhoops.com uh, for coaches who want to get better. It is my baby. Um, learn all my secrets of how I was able to win 80% of my high school games, three state titles, multiple conference championships. Um, let me help you through this great journey we call coaching. All right, have a great day. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.